Today's daf is Yevamus daf Kuf Yud Zayin. We are holding on the bottom of daf Kuf Tez Zayin and Beis at the Mishnah on Kuf Tez Zayin and Beis. So the first Mishnah is going to discuss if a woman is believed when she says Meis Bailu. We know that she's believed to get remarried, but what about collecting Ruksuba? She believed Lagabe Dine Mamanus as well. The next Mishnah in the middle of Amar Aleph is going to talk about the five women, and the Gemara is going to discuss whether there's really more than five women, the five relationships where the woman is not going to believe to say that someone else's husband died because we assume she's out to get her and she's out to make her life miserable so, so she's going to lie about uh, whether her husband died or not and again the Gemara is going to discuss whether maybe there are more women than just the five in the Mishnah on Ahmed Bez we're going to have another Mishnah where the Mishnah is going to talk about what happens if a woman says Lynch, that her husband died and she's therefore believed to get remarried and then someone else comes with contradicting testimony and says that the husband is not dead does it matter who comes? Is it one aid? Is it two aidim? Is it wo- is it a woman? Is it a man? And when do they come? Do they come before she has gotten remarried? After she's gotten remarried? Before she's gotten remarried? But after they were already hitiru alina say they've already allowed her to get remarried. So that's what the gemara is going to be about on Amid Bez up until the mishnah on the bottom, which we're not going to get to today. So let us begin with the mishnah on the bottom of Kufta Zayinam Bez. Beishavai says that uh, a woman is now men to say that she that her husband is dead and she can get remarried and therefore she also gets her ksuba because if her husband is dead she can collect her ksuba Basil says no she can get remarried but she cannot collect her ksuba if you're willing to trust her with regard to erva which is a very serious iser you're not going to believe her about money which is certainly much less severe a matter than erva is well we know we don't believe her about mamon because the halacha is according to everybody apparently even according to the Beishamai that the brothers are not going to receive Yerusha from, the, from this man's estate that his brothers will not receive Yerusha from his estate based on, uh, their, uh, based, uh, based on her testimony that her husband is dead so we see that for money we don't believe but Beishamai says, yeah, but part of the agreement of the marriage is that it says in the Ksuba, Shahu Kosevla, he writes to her in the Ksuba, that as soon as you are able to marry someone else, you can then take whatever I'm writing for you in the Ksuba. So you see very clearly in the Ksuba that if she's believed to say that she can get remarried, she can collect her Ksuba. But then, the Beisilel, based on that argument, it seems, that in fact, she can collect her, uh, her Ksuba, because if, uh, if, 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 uh, if she's able to get remarried, then by definition, by virtue of the very agreement of the Ksuba, she's able to collect the Ksuba as well. Now, Beisilel's first point to the Beisilel was, she can't be believed for Dine Mamnis, because for Nachla, she's not believed. With regard to the Achin being Yarim, she's not believed. But what, why Taka is that true? Meaning, shouldn't we say the same Kalvachomer? Shouldn't we say that the Kalvachomer is? That if she's Nehemenes, she's so of course she should be Nehemenes for Mamun including Nachal.
Nachla? Why would she not be believed for Nachla? So there's several approaches that the Achronim take. The Marik in Shorish Ayin Beis writes that in a, in a situation where she's now menaced to get remarried, Me'ikra Din, then we would be we would believe her about Mamanakal as well. Over here, though, it's not that the woman is believed Me'ikra Din. An Eid Echad is not believed, and Isha is not believed Me'ikra Din. It's a Takanas Chachamim B'makom Igun. Because the Chachamim were concerned that she's going to be in Aguna, they made a special Takana to give her Ne'emanus. But when do we give her Ne'emanus? That's only for what's necessary to solve the problem of Igun, because that's the whole purpose of the Takana. The money doesn't relate to the issue. Issue of, uh, of 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 uh, of igun and therefore for the money she's not going to be believed. So that's how the the Marik writes. And based on that, the Marik says if a woman says to her husband kirashtani, so then she'd be believed for the ksuba as well, because since she's Naamanas Medina over there, because we assume any shemiza panah, a woman wouldn't have the azus to say to her husband that she's divorced if she weren't. So over there, it's maker adin she's believed. So mele should be believed about the ksuba as well. That's how the marik understands. The tashbait says a little differently. He says when a woman is neemenes neemonus gemura to allow her to get remarried, then of course she'd be neemenes about mamon as well. The kalvachomer is a valid kalvachomer, but in our mishnah, the woman is not neemenes completely. She's neemenes klape. But she's not Naamenes Klape Bezdin, meaning you want to get remarried? Fine, you can believe yourself and get remarried. Not only that, the guy you're marrying can believe you. But Bezdin doesn't really believe her. It's not that she has, it's almost like a reverse Shavya Nafsha. You know, it's like Shavya Nafsha Chatikhati Sur is like she's believed about an Isra, the guy by herself. Over here, it's about a Heter that she's believed Klape Atma. Bezdin themselves will never do a Maisa Bezdin. Based on that Ne'emanus. So when it comes to Bezdin to be Morid the Nachla, Bezdin's not going to do any Maisa al Piha because she's not actually Ne'emanus, it's just that Klape Atzma she's Ne'emanus. From the Ketsos and Simulam it seems the, the opposite that Bemakam that she has Ne'emanus Me'ekra Din, Legabe Nisuin, it's not going to help Legabe Mamon because we're only Motsi Mamon al Piraya Brura, meaning he says the Kalvachomer is not really a valid Kalvachomer. That when it comes to mamon, we require a higher level of, of proof when uh, when it comes to mamon. That this whole kavuchomer doesn't uh, doesn't apply. By mamon, we have a concept hamotzi mechaverolav haraya. The Rambam in the seventh parak of Nachlos halacha gimel writes that even though it says in the Mishnah that someone it says in the Mishnah daf kufchaf we'll get to in a few days that someone who's, who drowns in mayim she'in lahem sof where you don't see the other shore where so it's possible that the guy came up on the other side of the of the ocean so we would not allow his wife to get remarried based on based on that but says the Rambam, Yordim Yarshim Lenachla. The Yarshim can take his uh, his inheritance in that case because we were only machmir by a dover that's an isr kares by uh, by by a married by an ish trying to get remarried based on that. So the Sma said points out that's against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that we're more machmir about the mamon than we are about the the, the uh, erva hachamur. So it's it's exactly the opposite of the, what the Rambam says. So the Sma points. 
points out that it's dafka when the woman is possible that the woman is daiko mitzvah, that the woman is going to do her own research, then we allow her to get remarried more than we would allow a monetary issue. That's our Mishnah. But b'makom that she has nothing to do research on, it's low daika because uh, the, the, there's no ne'amanus over there. He could have, there's no way of knowing whether he came up on the other side. So dafka b'mayim she'in himself, and those kinds of cases that it's a chazaka that he, that he died, so the svara not to believe, the, the svara is not to believe her because she'll rely on what, what the assumption is. She'll rely on the assumption that he's dead instead of doing actual research. So over there, the chumras kares is more chumr than the, uh, than the issue of mamon, and from mamon we're therefore going to, uh, going to believe, we're, we're, we're therefore going to allow uh, the, the yarshim to, uh, to, to, to get the, the Yerusha. The Achram just point out uh, on that Rambam that Mayim Shein Lem Sof, that the, the Ram says that the Yarshim get the Nachla, but uh, don't we generally say, Ein Holchen Mamunachar Rov? How can we follow the majority over there? Yeah, the majority of the time, the guy is going to die. He's not going to come up on the other side. But what, whatever happened, Tein Holchen Mamunachar Rov, so the Tashmais explains that it's, like, it's not a Rov, it's a Din Chazaka, because uh, there's a clear Chazaka that he, that he died. It's not, uh, it's, it's not just a Chashash Rachel, it's a, it's a Chazaka that he died. And the Ramam says, of Zichro, and in, if that's the case, then certainly Chazaka that he died of Zichro means no one's heard from him. Everyone, he's he's disappeared into thin air. So that's uh, that's that, that's clearly Chazaka that he never came up on the on, on the other side. Now um, we we then mentioned in the Mishnah that there's Misefer Ksuvasa Nilmo that we learned from the Ksuba that she says that since the Ksuba says that once she can get remarried Mimela she collects the Ksuba. That's why uh, ultimately even Beisilal was Moses. So the Ritva just writes in the name of his Rebbeim that even when, uh, even though she can collect her ksuba, that's only the Iker ksuba, not the Tosefes ksuba, because that's what that line is referring to. Shem Tinasi Lacher Titli Mashakas of Lichi refers specifically to the Iker ksuba, not the, uh, not the Tosefes ksuba. So that's all she can collect is the Iker ksuba, and that's what it says in Shulchan Aruch as well. In Shulchan Aruch, in Zayin, it says that a woman says, Meis Baili, she's Gova Iker Ksubasa and nothing, nothing more. It's interesting that the Rambam in the 16th parak of Hilchus Ishus, even though the 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 the, uh, the Rambam also says it's only the Iker Ksuba in the 16th parak of, of Hilchus Ishus, the Rambam writes that, uh, that, that uh, well, I'm sorry, in the 16th parak of Ishus, he says when she says Girashtani, she's now menace for the Iker Ksuba and not for the uh, for the, for the Tosefes Ksuba. But by Meis Baili, the Rambam writes that you give her her Ksuba, and he doesn't mention Iker Ksuba. He just says by Meis Baili, if she says Girishtani, so the Ram says you give her Ikr Ksuba. If she says Meis Baili, so then the Ram says you give her Ksuba. And he doesn't specify that you give her the Ikr Ksuba. Some of the Achronim say, Chalkas uh, Machokik on the side of the Shulchan Aruch says, now a lot of times Ram will do that. He'll give details in one place and he'll assume that you'll know to apply those details to similar cases as well. So even though he only mentions that it's specifically the Ikr Ksuba by a case of Girishtani, but who had didn't, it's uh, uh, it's also only the Iker Ksuba in the case of Meis Ba'ali as well. So the Ram agrees to this Ritva that it's specifically the Iker Ksuba that she's able to collect. Says the Gemara, Amr of Chista, Nis 
Yavma Ivama Nichnas Lenachla Alpiha. That once she does Yibum, once once her she's believed that her husband is dead, and now she does Yibum, the Yavam is able to go to Yoresh to be Yoresh's deceased brother, based on her word that he's actually dead. Heim Darshu Medrash Ksuba Anul Nidrash Midrash Torah, and the reason we allow that Yerush to happen is because if in the Mishnah the Tanaim were willing to be Doresh a Ksuba, we should at least be Doresh what it says in the Torah, and the Torah says Yakum Al Shem Achiv. Amir Achman says, Yaakov Al-Shem Achim, that as soon as he does Yibum, he's going to be, that. that's what, what triggers the Nachla, that's what triggers his Yerusha. Vare come, and he did Yibum. So therefore, he's going to be able to receive the Yerusha. Amr of Nachman, Basla Beisdin for Amra. Let's say the woman shows up to Beisdin and she says, Meis Ba'ali, Hitiruni Li My husband is dead, please allow me to get remarried. So then, It's a no-brainer. We're going to allow her to get remarried. She's believed. That's what this whole parak is about. She's believed. We let her get remarried. And not only that, we're going to give her a ksuba in accordance with our Mishnah, that once we allow her to get remarried, that's the deal in the ksuba, that we give her the ksuba. But what if she comes into Bezin and she says, my husband's dead, tenuli ksubasi. She doesn't even ask about getting remarried. She's not even interested in getting remarried. She just wants the money. She says, give me my ksuba. Then, afli hinase, in Matirunosa, then not only will we not give her a ksuba, we're not even going to allow her to get remarried. Maitaima and the reason for that is we assume that her entire interest over here is to collect money is for her ksuba and we were not misake ne'emonos for an isha legabe ksuba we were misake ne'emonos for an isha legabe igun that she should be able to get remarried not for, for monetary interests what if she comes with a list of all of the things that she's entitled to because her husband is dead and she says because my husband is dead and I I want you to believe in my husband is dead. I am therefore allowed to, I want you to allow me to get remarried, and I want you to give me my ksuba. So she mentions both things. Do we assume that since she mentioned the ksuba, that she's thinking about money at a time like this, that it's clear that she's only coming for the monetary interest? Or maybe no, she just did a research. She spoke to a lawyer. What am I entitled to? And they said, this is what you're entitled to. And she came with a whole list of everything that she's entitled to. So and if you're going to say that people come with a list of everything they're entitled to, what if she reversed the order? What if she first said, I want the money, and also I want to be able to get remarried? Do we assume that she, uh, that she, she specifically uh, led with the ksuba because that's what's most important to her? Um, that, uh, do we assume that she's clearly in this case really wants the ksuba? Or maybe because she doesn't know what, uh, what she's going to get, what she's not going to get, so she just lists everything and she just uh, hopes that they give her whatever they give her. So take the Gemara leaves that unresolved. If she reverses the order, what the Allah would be. The Ritva writes that even in a case where an Eid Echad is made, that her husband died, if the woman brings that Eid Echad and says, you see, my husband is dead, now give me my Ksuba, that Eid is no longer going to be believed. Meaning, the Naamanus that, that a woman has, that her husband is dead, is the same Takana Drabanan that we have, that an Eid Echad is going to believe, is going to be believed that the, that the husband is dead. And that takana is for igun. That takana is to solve a problem of, uh, of aguna. So, uh, so, 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 just like if she were to come herself claiming her ksuba, saying that her husband is dead, we 
don't believe her. So too says the Ritva, Vineda Echad comes, and she comes and says, I want my Ksuba because look, there's Vineda Echad. So also, he's, uh, she's, she's not going to be believed. Beis Yosef says that he doesn't agree with that, doesn't think that that's true, because it's one thing if she's coming on her own to say her husband is dead and she wants her Ksuba, so the whole motivating factor be behind saying that her husband is dead is that she wants her ksuba. But the Yed Echad, why would he lie about it? So once we're Masaki that there's Naamanus for an Yed Echad, there's nothing there's no Reisa on the Naamanus of the of the Yed Echad just because she's interested in her in her Ksuba. So Beishmul and the Bira the Ramah quotes it as Yeshomrim. Beisosif rejects this idea, but the Ramah quotes it as Yeshomrim that we're that we're not going to believe the Yed Echad even in this case. So the Nilsi Kelim and the Shulchanarch, the Beishmul um, and and the, and the Bira Gra explained that it's totally in what the reason Yed Echad is Neman by Edel Sisha is. It goes back to that same issue we've had three times already. Is the Yed Echad believed that he's not Meshachar because it's Milsa David It's something that people could find out. So even without the woman at all, without any role of the woman whatsoever, he has independent Neamanos because he wouldn't lie about something that he can get caught in his lie. So even if she's Tovei or Ksuba, the guy should be believed because he has his own independent Neamanos. Or do we say, no, if the aid is only Neman, but Sirufa Isha, we only believe the aid because we assume Isha Daiko Mintzva. She's going to be very interested in being and being absolutely certain that her husband is going that 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 her, she's going to be absolutely certain that her husband is dead before she goes and re, and gets remarried. So if she's Tover Ksuba, we should be Choshesh that the uh, that she's not really Daiko, that she's not really being so careful because her whole Tavia is all about Mamon. So that's what the Nosi Kalim point out that it's the same Shaila that we. Had take on a few times that we've raised that same shaila is uh, is is uh, the issue at hand over here. Good, so that's the end of the first subject of today's daf. Next subject says the Mishnah: Hakol ne'amanim Everyone is be, is believed to be the Eid Echad to testify that her husband is dead. Chutz, except for five women who we assume she has a uh, a contentious relationship with, and therefore not going to be believed. Who are these five women? Chutz me Chamosa, her mother-in-law. Ubas Chamosa, her mother-in-law's daughter. Vitzarasa, her co-wife, which is a relationship we can't really even imagine, but that that would uh, one would imagine that would be a very contentious uh, relationship. Vivimta, her Yavama, and Bas Baila. Meaning the uh, the Yavimta means the her 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 Yavam's her husband's brother's wife, because she's always concerned that maybe there's going to be a situation of Yibam and this woman will become her tsara. So the future element, a sister-in-law, where uh, there's always the concern that it will one day lead to a tsara. So that's a naturally contentious relationship. And Bas Baila, a stepdaughter, certainly also a contentious relationship. So Ma Ben Get Lemisa Shaksav Mochiach. Why is it that all these women are believed when it comes to a get? If they come with a get from the husband to say that the husband had sent her a get, she's believed, but if they come to say that the husband is dead, she's not believed. So the reason is because by a get, you have some sort of proof because she's actually holding a get. So therefore, that, that would be sufficient, uh, sufficient proof. Now, with the, uh, the Mishnah Melech and Hilchus Gerishin, in the 12th book of Hilchus Gerishin, raises the suffix. These women that are not believed, when we say that they're, that they're not believed to say that the husband died, is it midin suffix that maybe because they hate her, they were made uh, uh, untruthfully? 
but it's still a suffix, and maybe they were telling the truth also? Or is it midin vadai, that there's vadai no ne'amanus, and uh, since they're, 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 uh, they, they wouldn't tell the truth, the husband still has cheskas chai, and we view it completely as if he's still alive. Nafkamini says if the woman is neskadsha uh, to, an, to another man, if afterwards a woman takes kedushim from someone else, if the fact that we don't believe these women is only l'chumra, it's only midin suffix, so maybe when she already receives kedushim from someone else, she's going to need a get from that other person. She certainly can't stay with the other man because she had no heter to get married. But the question is, does she even need a get? I mean, if Nacious Ish accepts Kiddushin from someone else, she doesn't need a get from that someone else. There's no, there's no Tfisus Kiddushin on Nacious Ish. So she, it was just a joke. The whole thing doesn't work. So do we view her as Nacious Ish Vada or do we view her as a Suffolk? That's the Mishnah Melech's uh, issue over here. If you view it as a Suffolk, then if she were to be Mechabel's Kiddushin from someone else, she would at least need a get from that someone else. But if we view it as a Vadai, then she wouldn't even need to get from that, uh, from, from that somebody else. The Pnei Yeshua, the Chuvas Pnei Yeshua, if I'm not mistaken, the Chuvas Pnei Yeshua is not written by the Pnei Yeshua, it's written by the Pnei Yeshua's grandfather, the, uh, the more famous Pnei Yeshua named his Sefer after his grandfather's Sefer. But in the Chuvas Pnei Yeshua, he, uh, he raises a different suffix. This din of these psulim, of these five relationships, what about the male equivalents of these relationships? Would they also not be believed about such sensitive inf- information? I mean, the Pnei Yeshua raises uh, the, the uh, the, the, the following. He says, by Nogea Bedavar, um, is a Nogea Bedavar a psul for Edus Isha? We know for Edus Isha we have so many kulas. We allow the wife herself to be believed, and Eidecha to be believed. What about psul Nogea? When someone is a Nogea Bedavar, we don't accept him for Edus about anything else. Would we accept him for Edus by Edus Isha? So he brings a raya from our Mishnah that these five women are, are, are puzzle by Edus Isha because they hate her, because there's a, there's a bad relationship. And even though uh, Klal Yisrael is not nechshad to be made sheker because of sinna, but since this causes a, a negia bedavar, uh, this causes some, some sense of negia, the Chavim say that we're not going to believe her. And especially the Gemara is going to have it sad that even uh, that when, when she's not actually her mother-in-law, but there's the concern that one day she will be her mother-in-law, that's already enough of a reason not to believe her. So you see that even a chashash negia is worse than all sorts of psulim. So based on this Pnei Yeshua, so the, when, when there, there's a chashash nogea, then l'chore, even on the male side of the same level of relationship that, you, that, you, that are mentioned in the Mishnah, like a uh, like, like, uh, father-in-law, and, you know, just like we have by the mother-in-law, so maybe the same would be by a father-in-law, it would be pasal edus as well, um, but uh, then, then the question begs itself, then why would the Mishnah only say this about the females and not about the males? We never have a Mishnah on the, on the male side of things. So in the Sheilis Yaivitz, Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, yeah, the men are the same. It's the Nashimar. The reason that the, it doesn't mention the, the male side of things is because you don't have all five of these relationships by men. Like there's no such thing as a tsara by a man. A woman can only marry one man. There's such a thing as a tsara for women. So we can give the more exhaustive list if we put it in terms of, uh, terms of women. However, the Nasikelim on the Shulchanar, the Chalkas Machoke, Kotsram Giborim, that all of the, the Zacharim that are similar to these, to these Nashimar, are neman are to be to be made for her that any any male would be neman on the on uh, it's it's just the, the nature of the relationship is not the same it's, it's just not as contentious when a man is involved it's not as emotional for whatever reason when uh, when the, when 
uh, when it's a man. Um, so, uh, so the Buddha brings a raya uh, uh, against what the Pnei Yeshua says. So for the fact that that Zucharim Arnem on it's Muchach that it's not there's no Psul Nogeya Be'edus Be'isha because this isn't a din of Nogeya. This is a din of very contentious relationships. This is a Psul of Sinna. There's not a Psul of uh, Nogeya because even the same people who could people on the male side who could lose just as much money uh, would would be believed in that case. Now let's see the Gemara. Says Gemara What about the daughter of the of of her of of a father-in-law? Would that also be a psul in our Mishnah? So time of the Baschamosa Mishumdika Ima Desanila is the reason for Baschamosa because there's a mother that dislikes her very much. So Hinami Sanila, so she also uh, hates her, and that that's why she hates her because she grew up listening to her mother complaining about uh, about about uh, her daughter-in-law the whole time about it. So so that's why she's gonna hate her as well. But if she's only a uh, a sister of this husband from the father, and they don't share the same mother, who so she hasn't been listening to her mother complaining about this this woman the whole time. Maybe she doesn't date her. Or maybe no. Maybe the reason for Baschamosa, the reason why the daughter of her of the mother-in-law is going to be a problem is because she's going to say to herself, "My mother put all this work into this into this guy, and now uh, this woman is coming and taking all of my mother's all the benefit from my mother." So she'll say the same thing about her father that uh, that he's that, that that this woman is taking all the hard work that my father put into raising this child. So the greatest raya that there is no additional relationship that's going to be possible is that the Mishnah said that everyone's believed except for Chamesh Nashim. It said five women. And one of the five is not Bas Chameha, it's only Bas Chamosa. If Bas Chamel was also a psal, then it would really be six. Then it would have been uh, it would have been it would have been six uh, relationships. So it says Marano, Dilma Taima de Bas Chamosa, Da Amra Kaachlu Gersana de Benashai, Loshna Bas Chamosa, Loshna Bas Chameha. No, maybe Bas Chamosa. The reason is that she. The reason for the psal of Bas Chamosa is that she's going to resent the fact that her parents put in all this work into raising this child, and now uh, this woman is getting all the benefit of that. So. It wouldn't matter whether it's Bas Chamosa or Bas Chamosa. So the Mishnah happens to mention Bas Chamosa, but it's really the same thing. But there's another Mishnah that says that there are seven women that uh, can't testify that it's more than just the five. Says Rabbi Yehudahi. Yeah, that's a Mishnah that assumes like Rabbi Yehuda. Titnan, Rabbi Yehuda Mosif Af Eishes Av Vehakala. Rabbi Yehuda adds two more relationships: a stepmother and a daughter-in-law are also relationships about whom you're not believed to say meis baila. Amrulo eshasav harei bechal bas habal. The Chama said, that's not two new relationships. Both those relationships, uh, relationships are already me- mentioned in the Mishnah. You're saying a stepmother is, uh, is a new relationship that you're adding to the list? Stepdaughter was already mentioned in the Mishnah. So obviously that includes stepmother because the, the, the stepdaughter is, what she is to her stepdaughter is a stepmother. So that's the same relationship. Kala harei bechal chamosa. Don't tell me a daughter-in-law is a new relationship not mentioned in the Mishnah. The Mishnah mentions a mother-in-law. So obviously the mother-in-law-daughter-in-law relationship is a two-way relationship. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, no, we have to mention these separately. Because Bishlam HaChamosa Sanyala 
I understand why a mother-in-law would hate a daughter-in-law. It's understandable. She raises this child, puts all this work into this kid, and then the daughter-in-law is the one that reaps all the benefits. But why in the world would a daughter-in-law ever dislike a mother-in-law? There's no good reason for that. I understand very well a stepdaughter won't like a stepmother because she's going to say, my mother uh, put all this work into to her husband and to making him a good man or whatever, and now uh, and now this new woman is coming along and taking away all my mother's work. But why would the new wife have a problem with her stepdaughter? What would the, what would her problem be with the stepdaughter? So what we're going to say that we we add two more to the list. So uh, so why would Rabbi Yudah add two more to the list then? Why Taka does he think that a daughter-in-law hates the mother-in-law? So there must be a reason for it. The called the because the daughter-in-law knows that the mother-in-law is going telling her son everything that uh, everything wrong that she finds with the daughter-in-law. That the mother-in-laws tend to sometimes be critical, and uh, they'll they'll share that that uh, their, their opinions about about uh, everything that the daughter that's wrong with the daughter-in-law. So that's going to cause the daughter-in-law to hate the mother-in-law. And the Eishas Av also is going to going to hate her stepdaughter. Because stepdaughters are also very critical. Stepdaughters, every wrong move she makes in this marriage, in the household, the stepdaughter is going to go and tell the father that she did this and she did that, and that's going to cause a sense of hatred. And the Rabban would say, that, uh, that it's, it's, it's just it's a natural reciprocal relationship, meaning, of course, they hate each other, and it's both ways, and we agree, meaning, it seems that they all agree that all these women are not Namanos. But that's because. It's not because of these things. It's it's not because uh, she's telling or she's being critical or anything like that. It's simply that if the mother-in-law hates the daughter-in-law, Mimela, the daughter-in-law is going to hate the mother-in-law. It's just the way relationships work. That someone dislikes you, you're going to dislike them back. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says he doesn't think that's what the pasuk means. That whoever dislikes you, you dislike them back. Sometimes people dislike you and you like them anyway. No, that pasuk that's about divrei Torah. What does it mean? It's about divrei Torah. So Rashi explains. That Torah is a success in Torah learning is dependent on hard work. The amount of attention one pays to Torah, the amount of, uh, of care one gives to his Talmud Torah, that's going to enable him to become a Talmud Chacham. Even though hard work is essential in anything that we do in life, in Talmud Torah it's particularly essential. And not only essential, it's the only thing that's essential. Meaning the uh, level of talent is almost irrelevant when it comes to Talmud Torah. The level of, uh, of, of effort is the, the only relevant factor when it comes to Talmud Torah. That's what the Pasuk is telling me. That we're going to succeed in Torah as much as we're willing to work in Torah. Rabbi Kiveger in the Tshuva raises uh, an issue when it comes to the, these five women that are not Ne'emanos, that are Chashul Shaker. He says there, there are two ways to explain the Chashad Shaker. It could be Machmas Hasina, that they want to ruin the other one as a sense of revenge. And even if I'm not going to benefit from, from lying about this, it doesn't matter as long as, uh, as long as the other person is brought down, that's all they care about. Or it could be that they're, they're, they're willing to lie for Takana Satsma, for their own benefit, because they're going to 
they'll save themselves from some sort of loss that otherwise would have come through this woman, like a, like a mother-in-law, where she hates her because she's Achlulagrasana. So she says that Mace Baila, in order that she'll be ruined, that she'll be she'll leave the, 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 the and she won't be able to stay married to that husband, and then she won't be Achlulagrasana anymore. Then she won't be benefiting from my hard work anymore. So Rikiveger is bring is Mochiach that it's because of Sinna that she wants to just uh, just to seek revenge, even if there's not going to be any personal benefit from the fact that the Chama say in the Gemara that the reason a kala is not na'amen is to be made about her mother-in-law that her husband died is because kemayim apanim lepanim, meaning that the sinna is not machmas atzma, it's only because she hates me, so I, I hate her. So when she's made for her mother-in-law that her husband died, even if her mother-in-law is going to be ruined by that, and she's, the fact that her mother-in-law is going to be ruined by that and be, be yotzi mibayla, it's still going to, the sinna is still going to be there because she's still going to be her mother-in-law so long as the as as as, as so long as the daughter-in-law remains married to her son she's still going to be my mother-in-law so it's not going to solve my problem meaning if the daughter-in-law is not in a menace about the mother-in-law because she's just trying to ruin the mother-in-law's marriage but that's not going to solve the my the, the daughter-in-law's problem she's still going to be a mother-in-law she's still going to be critical she's still going to cause all the tsaras that she otherwise would have caused so from there says Rabbi Kivega you see that she's mishakeres even if she has nothing to benefit from it. That these relationships are such that uh, when things get emotional, when things get contentious, people tend not to care whether it's going to benefit them as long as they ruin the other party. It's like, uh, it's like people get in divorces, that they, they're, they're willing to throw away all their money just to bring down the other side, even if, if it's going to ruin themselves as well. Tamus nafshi implishtim, kind of attitude. Okay, Mahu. What if uh, it's a situation of a chamosa abal liachamikain? She's a uh, yavama, and, uh, and and it's the mother of her of her yavam, not the mother of her of her husband. So do we assume that that's also a mother-in-law relationship? We said the wife of her yavam, her sister-in-law, is a contentious relationship. What about the potential mother-in-law? Just in case she ever has a yibum situation, this will be your mother-in-law. Meaning her husband's brother is really only a half brother from a father's side, but there's a different. Uh, a different mother. So is there a contentious relationship with that mother-in-law? Does she think ahead and say, well, wait a second, the husband might die and therefore this woman is going to be my daughter-in-law and therefore I better hate her now just because she might one day be my daughter-in-law? Or do we assume that that doesn't, doesn't go that far? If a woman comes to me and she says, my husband died and then my father-in-law died, she can get remarried and she can get her ksuba, but her mother-in-law is going to be aser. My time, asura. Why is the mother-in-law aser? Isn't it because we assume that the husband didn't die, the mother-in-law and the father-in-law didn't die? And all she's the only reason she's saying this is to mess up her mother-in-law. Because she's thinking ultimately she's going to cause me all sorts of tsar, even though right now. Um, this the, her son is still in Medina Sayyam and his mother's not with him and the whole concern that the daughter-in-law has is that the mother-in-law is going to be critical and tell the son everything that's wrong with the daughter-in-law but the son's not here he's been Medina Sayyam but we see that she's thinking prospectively she's thinking oh yeah but one day he's going to come home and then she's going to tell so she wants to take her down now she's willing to lie about her now because of that because of the future considerations so the same would be true about someone who's not yet your mother-in-law and might one day be your mother-in-law so Dilma no, maybe over there it's different because in that
that case, she already was her mother-in-law beforehand, and she's already had a bad relationship with her. So, right now, the mother-in-law can't be critical, but since one day she can do it again, and I've already felt what it feels like, the girl thinks, so that's why she's going to lie. But in a case where she hasn't yet been the mother-in-law, so then it's not going to be it's not going to be the same. She's not going to, to lie about that. She doesn't already feel that pain. Says the Mishnah, If one aide says that the husband is dead, so the woman gets remarried, then another aide comes and says, the husband is not dead, we let her stay married. If an aide says that the husband is dead, but then two aides come and said that the husband is not dead, even if the girl's already gotten remarried based on the Eid Echad, if two Eidim come and say the husband's still alive, she has to get divorced. But if two Eidim say that the husband is dead, and one Eid says that the husband is not dead, even if she hasn't yet gotten remarried, she's allowed to get remarried. She has two Eidim that say that she's allowed to get remarried. It sounds like in the Rachel that only if she got remarried, we're not going to make her get divorced when it's one against one. But it sounds like if she has not yet gotten remarried, even though she had an Eid Echad that said her husband is dead, because there's another Eid Echad that says that he's not dead, we're not going to let her get married But don't we assume that whenever the Torah believes one Eid, it's the same as, he has the same level of Neamonus as two Eidim? So essentially what you really have over here is two Eidim saying that her husband is dead, and one saying not dead. How come we don't let her get remarried? We're not saying that only if she got remarried she doesn't have to get divorced. We're saying even once we told her she can get remarried, that's enough. We're not going to take away that heter when another aide shows up. Then the Mishnah went on to say that if one aide says that she's dead, that the husband is dead, and two aides say he's not dead, we believe the two. Of course you believe the two over the one. No, we're assuming that the two are psule edus, and we're assuming like the sheet of Rabbi Nechemia. The tiny Rabbi Nechemia Omer, that whenever we believe in Eid Echad, even psule edus, we follow just the majority, even when it comes to psule edus. So two women against one man is the same as two men against one man. Or we might say that whenever there's one Eid Echad Kasher that comes at the beginning, then even a hundred women would be the same as an Eid Echad against it. Would not be, we would not go Basarov Deos. No, but over here the case is that the Eid Echad that originally allowed her to get remarried was an Isha. It wasn't an Eid Kasher. And this is what Rabbi Nechemia is saying. Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Whenever the Torah believes in Eid Echad, follow the majority of, 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 of uh, opinions, the majority of Eidim, so if you have all psuleidus, one woman against two women, that's the same as all kashuleidus. But certainly when you have one man against two women, the man that originally said, dummy. That's uh, that that we do not follow the majority. That's Kipalgopalga, and therefore the one man that said that she can get remarried is believed in that case. Shnaim Then the Mishnah wants to say that if two people say that the husband is dead, and only one 
once said that he's not dead, then she's definitely allowed to get remarried even lechachila. My kamash milan. What's the chiddush over here? Of course, you're going to believe the two edim over the one aid. So bepsule edus uchidraminicham No, the point is that the shnayim and the echad are all bepsule edus. We're talking about two women, one woman, and it's teaching us like Rabbi Nechemia that you follow the majority. We just said that in the last line. That was the chiddush of the previous line of the Mishnah. So that can't be the chiddush of this line of the Mishnah. One might have thought that when do we follow Rov Deos? We're only going to follow Rov Deos when it comes to Lechumra. But Lekula, we're not going to follow Rov Deos. That's why it comes to tell me that uh, we follow Rov Deos Lechumra. Just one last point. We said that Afilu Meyanashim is Ke'er Echadamian. Even a hundred women has the status of Eir Echad. Rabbi Kiveger raises a suffix in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch. According to the Lishna Basra, that two women are not Ne'emanos to be made against a single aid kosher. That it's all Kepalgu Palga. So if the aid kosher and Isha are made, that a guy died, and, aid, and a single aid kosher says that he didn't die. So if you have an aid kosher on either side, and one of them is aided by a woman, do we say that the woman is Messiah, the aid kosher, to be mitztaref, to rove deos over there? Or do we say, no, dafka shnei edim ksherim manim, neged an aid kosher. And nothing else is stronger than a single aid kosher. So Bikiveger is not sure about that, whether we would then resort to rove deos, or we would say that, no, to, to, to battle an aid kosher, you need shnei edim ksherim dafka, and not a, not a woman on the other side. Okay, but let's show them pick up at the Mishnah tomorrow.